I used to operate from a place of desperation, a place of feeling like, you know, time was running out and I needed to find someone. Um, and like my life was not complete without someone, but that's not true. And the moment that I realized that, even though it was like kind of like a slow build and slow burn to realizing that, I felt so much, I felt so much more empowered in my dating relationships. Hello everyone, hi, welcome. Welcome back to the Where You're Planted podcast. If you're new here, hi, welcome. Uh, my name is Deborah, your host, and I'm super duper excited to have you here um, listening in on today's episode. Um, so yeah, I hope y'all are uh, doing well and having a great week or weekend or whenever it is that you're listening to this. Um, yeah, so t- uh, in today's sort of chat, I kind of wanted to sit and talk about, I guess, dating and relationships, but I'm really feeling inspired this year to just talk a lot more about it because I think maybe the reason why I shy away from talking about things like this is just because, um, I don't know, it just, I'm trying to find a balance between, you know, talking and giving quote unquote advice, although I don't like to see it as giving advice, but merely as really sharing my own learnings and where I'm at in this whole um, journey of singlehood and uh, actively dating and cultivating self-confidence, self-esteem and all of that. So I think what I'm trying to say is I'm still trying to figure out what where the balance is between sharing what I'm learning as I'm going through all of this versus really keeping um, my private life private, you know, can I, is there a way for me to, you know, share examples and lessons without being overly specific? And I think that there is a way, which is why I guess now I'm becoming more open about talking um, about these things. But yeah, I think it's really important to to share what I'm learning when it comes to dating and stuff, just because there are so many people that are in this single season and sometimes it can feel what you're experiencing or what you're going through can feel so lonely and isolating. You might feel like you're the only one that is going through what it is you're going through, but you know, when you stumble across a a podcast episode and you it just allows you to come to terms with the fact that you're not alone in your struggles and there's so many people out there experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing it just and it just feels less bleak and hopeless (laughs) the inspiration for this episode came from a another podcast episode so i was listening to a podcast episode last week ramit sethi uh had a guest over on his podcast i think his name's matthew hussey and he is like a dating love relationship coach and so ramit had matthew on as a guest in his podcast and they were just kind of talking about dating and the conversation sort of steered towards this discussion of leverage and having leverage in dating and how that can almost sort of position you advantageously when it comes to dating. And I resonated so much with that portion of the episode because 
it just makes so much sense to me and i thought this would be such a cool thing to sort of talk about in my own on my own platform and share my own spin on it and how i see it and why i think it is something useful and how and why i think that is a way we should approach dating as much as possible so to begin i just wanted to define what leverage is according to um according to wikipedia so wikipedia defines leverage as the ability to influence situations or people so that you can control what happens um and this kind of sounds i don't want like nefarious or like bad but really that is what leverage is is just having a little bit of power or quote-unquote relative to another person just so you can control the outcome and i think when it comes to dating um yes there are like i think one big outcome for most people in dating that are serious kind of serious about dating and wanting to get into a serious long-term relationship is just that is to be able to date in such a way that the outcome is a long-term relationship and if you have leverage in dating i feel like you are able to control the outcome which is i think can like can manifest as not just getting into a long-term relationship but also really just being able to eliminate people pretty quickly that do not align with that goal and it's just it's cool because it just really as the definition goes positions you in a place of power relative to the other person and i think that's so important when it comes to dating because half the time i know for my my personal life my history my experience there were like a couple years where i really desperately wanted to get into a relationship and i would kind of almost date people that were not worthy of me not that they weren't worthy i think everybody is worthy but like and i don't want to say that i could have done i could have done better than that but i would essentially date people that were not aligned um in terms of values in terms of goals in terms of interests and it was just i was doing this because i was operating from a place of desperation and i really didn't have any leverage in dating at that point um and i feel like the older that i've gotten the more time that i've spent clarifying what it is that i will accept and what i won't accept in dating creating my own boundaries in dating i feel like i've been able to get a little more of this leverage back but the thing is i think up until like pretty recently and by pretty recently i mean like 2022 end of 2020 2022 up until like 2022 i feel like i was still operating from like a place of desperation of really really wanting to get into a relationship because it's like the be all end all you know but it's not it's not the be all end all because i think for me yeah i i i i knew that relationships kind of take work but i just sort of always kind of figured you know once you get into once i get into a relationship it's going to be easy and smooth sailing i mean it's going to be like a fairy tale happily ever after but it doesn't work like that um so again this idea of leverage i feel like is one that's we should 
talk about and we should start doing in dating. So really not having leverage in dating can, the number one way that it shows up is as desperation, like I mentioned. Um, and you can be desperate to settle down for a number of reasons. You might be desperate to settle down because um, of your age. If you're a woman, this probably strikes as truer to you than for men um, because of age, because of like, you feel like your biological clock is ticking, quote unquote. Um, and so you need to find, especially if you want to have kids, so you feel like you need to find a partner with whom you can settle down, have children before you hit the point in your life where fertility issues pop up and conception and bringing a baby to term just just has like a number of issues, right? Um, so desperation is really one of the big ones. It could also really be due to an inability to stay alone, be alone and enjoy one's own company. And I feel like that in and of itself is symptomatic of something else, is symptomatic of you know, unhealed wounds and trauma that has not been properly explored. It's symptomatic of attachment issues. Um, and so if you're operating from that point, you really act desperately to, you know, get someone to date you, get into a relationship. And that does show up quite a bit, right? Another way that not having leverage can kind of show up in dating is kind of feeling like you need another person to get you something that you want. In the last episode, I talked about um, not traveling or not really experiencing things, a lot of things just because I felt like I needed to have a boyfriend to do that. I needed like a partner with whom could go out and do stuff and I didn't really want to do things alone. So it could show up that way too, feeling like in order for me to have fun, in order for me to experience new things, I need to have somebody to do all these things. Um, yeah, and so in that instance, in those instances, you really are giving up a lot of your power and handing it over to somebody else. And that's really essentially what it boils down to. The effect of a lack of leverage in dating is just this feeling of powerlessness and just kind of giving all of that over to the other person, um, you know. And like it or not, the other person that, you know, you're trying to date, if you're on a date with someone, they can feel this nervous, desperate energy and you might be unfortunate that um, knowingly or knowingly unconsciously or unconsciously that other person is really willing to exploit that. And then you become dragged into this sort of situationship where the other person does not want to commit to you because um, they have their own thing, whatever. But in a way, you're still getting your needs met, quote unquote, you're still, maybe you have in that partner, someone with whom you can go out and do stuff, right? But then it's not really a full manifestation of what you're, you wanted the outcome to be, right? Because I feel like people that want to get into serious relationships don't want to end up in situationships because situationships are so blurry and unclear in terms of boundaries and you're just not sure that you're, you're a team with this person and that they're in it for the long haul and that it's going to go anywhere, that it's going to yield anything 
beautiful, right? So that's kind of where the danger comes in. So now that we sort of recognize how a lack of leverage shows up in dating, how do we give ourselves that power back? How do we create um, that leverage? And the way Matthew explains it is that you essentially just need to give yourself that power back. And the one way that you can give yourself that power back is by having contingencies, contingencies, having plan a plan B, a plan C or plan D or whatever. Um, and I think for me, this is something that I really, really, really love, especially like, you know, like when you just like start talking to someone new um, you go on like a first date and they kind of like tick all your superficial boxes. And so already there's like a sense of wanting things to work out because they look good, they have a good job, they want kids, um, they seem secure or whatever, whatever the case is. Um, it just, you, you can just kind of get excited about that and you already or putting out this energy of like, yeah, I would really like for this to work for maybe good or not good reasons, whatever. Um, but I think what's really important is recognizing that no matter what happens, they're not the only option. Once you're able to say to yourself and maybe not overtly say to the other person, like, hey, you're not the only option. You're not the only fish in the pond. Um, there are plenty of other fishes in the pond, in the ocean, whatever. And I'm not going to get hung up over you if you if you start to demonstrate that, you know, we're not aligning. You cannot meet my boundaries. You have attachment issues that you're not willing to work on. I'm going to drop you so quick and move on to the next one. And I think really truly believing that does give you your power back because it is true. It may feel like sometimes like you've run out of options because you've run out of people to swipe on on your dating app. So that's not true. There are so many other people out there that you can go out and meet. And just recognizing that, that's like a plan. That's like that's a plan B. That's a contingency. And it gives you the sort of strength um, knowing that, you know, whatever happens, I'm good. If this doesn't work out, I'm still good. If this doesn't work out, I'm still me. If this doesn't work out, I still have my, my self-worth. My, I still have my community. So for instance, um, I, I was talking to this person on a dating app and we had planned to go on a date um, during the weekend. Um, in one of our conversations, he made like sort of a, not like an explicitly sexual comment, but just like a comment comment that was sexual in nature but like at the point that we were in our interaction it was just left field it was just not the time and place and my response sort of indicated that like man no what are you doing and he never responded back to me after that and I did not follow up to see if we're still okay for our date because I knew that first of all if someone is already starting to dress like i'm 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 all for flirting i'm all for getting kind of sexy and whatever but like no like at the right time at the right point i barely like you barely know me i barely know you what makes you think it's okay to say shit like that and it wasn't really like even anything like out there but i think i've i find my i think i'm somewhat conservative when it comes to things like that and so i just always prefer that people are on the side of caution and 
let things like that sort of flow organically rather than just kind of yeah but um point is i did not reach out to see if he was still interested in going on a date because i knew at that point that i wasn't interested really in going on a date anymore and my plan b was just uh swipe on more people chat with more people and potentially set up dates with more people there are other options so i didn't feel that desperate energy to um overlook that a boundary had been crossed you know with a comment like that and just try to make things work you know and there was such a sense of like power in that right and you know it also could show up as getting out of a situation you know because you know you know what because you realize and recognize that this is not serving me anymore and i'm not going to stay in something that's not serving me i'll move on and i'll be fine because there are other people that i can meet and it, it may feel difficult because you're like, oh my God, where am I going? You know, we had such intense chemistry. It was good. He was this. He was that. It really made me feel this and that. And it's like, would I ever find something like that again? And I feel like those are valid concerns, but I feel like those concerns leave us acting small. They leave us acting in a way that doesn't serve us and allow us to stay in things that are not going anywhere rather than just moving on and assuring ourselves that we'd be okay. So you can also create leverage by thinking and knowing that the person that you're currently talking to, that your person actually doesn't have to be the person that you're on a date with right now, that you're talking to right now or that whatever. Your, your person may be them or they may still need to show up at a different point in your life or they may still not be here yet so it just kind of ties into that understanding that the person that you're on a date with or the person that you're at the talking stage with the person that you've been getting to know for a couple of weeks is not the be all and all there will be others if it doesn't work out and you'll be okay um and then again another thing is just reaffirming that you don't want to be with someone that doesn't feel right you don't want to you don't want to be in something that doesn't feel right. You don't want to be with someone that doesn't treat you well. You don't want to be with someone that doesn't meet all your needs relationship-wise. You don't want to be with someone that does not know how to express their boundaries and will not respect yours. You know, it's just absolutely better to be single and thriving um, than to be in a relationship where, you know, you're not getting your needs met. And I think the moment that you can reaffirm that to yourself and be accountable and stay true to that, and once you see it happening in a potential relationship to sort of nip it in the bud and move move on quicker rather than later, it is so empowering to be able to do that, I feel, because again, it just gives you that power back. Because you know, I was able to walk out of this, right? I'm strong. I I, I can do this, right? I know what i want and if someone is not willing to give me that then i'm not going to stay in that thing right it cultivates a sense of self-respect self-love um and you just feel all the more better for it and being able to leave you know situations like that just allows you to just gives you the opportunity to try to continue to try for something better for someone better because like i said there will be others there are others out there and it allows you gives you that time rather than 
pouring into a relationship, quote unquote, or whatever, that doesn't fulfill you, you're able to pour into yourself, pour into your community, pour into your friendships, your family, and your other like crucial relationships, right? All the while knowing that you're taking care of yourself, you're being accountable and true to yourself, and you're not settling for less. And I think that's really key um, in being able to just get our power back. But yeah, I've been talking for a while now, my throat hurts. <laughs> but this was kind of an important one that I wanted to share because I think it's really also a fresh lesson in my mind, in my life, and it resonates so deeply with me because like I said, I used to operate from a place of desperation, a place of feeling like, you know, time was running out and I needed to find someone. Um, and like my life was not complete without someone, but that's not true. And the moment that I realized that, even though it was like kind of like a slow build and slow burn to realizing that, I felt so much, I felt so much more empowered in my dating relationships. And that doesn't mean I haven't, you know, not made mistakes, but like done things that weren't entertained situations that weren't really true to me. That is, that's happened. I'm a human being. I don't think I'm ever going to operate perfectly. But the, the key difference between the Deborah that entertain that kind of nonsense and Deborah that doesn't want to entertain that kind of nonsense now is I can recognize it pretty recognize when that's happening pretty quickly and walk out of it, thereby getting my leverage back. But yeah, I hope someone out there listening has found this useful, as useful as it has been for me. And I hope that you'll be able to just take some time and just really tap into that power that is within you to just kind of put your own take your own life in your hands and recognizing that people come and go but your person will stay okay but that is it for now thank you so much y'all for listening to this episode um i hope you've enjoyed listening and i hope that you know it's been relatively useful for you um if you're new to the podcast don't forget to subscribe and rate this episode and you can also follow me on like my social media platforms uh i have um an instagram and a personal instagram an instagram for the podcast and a personal instagram i will have those linked in the show notes and you can also follow my youtube channel if you wanted to put like you know a face to the name or a face to the voice or whatever but that is pretty much everything that i have to share for today and i'll see y'all next time in another episode Bye.